What is going down, fans? Your boy is back, and so is the Comic Bookies Podcast. Episode 112 is now live on YouTube and Twitch. Thank you so much for the support. Tune in and come in and chat with us. Returning this week is comics and sports like we collide every single week. This week in comic books, more books to get into. We got a pretty big stack actually this week. Regina King is back in the director's seat. CW is rebooting one of our favorite shows. And is Captain Marvel really done only after one movie? Tune in and find out. Tons of sports over the weekend. We're packed with asses and we are here to talk about that. And NASCAR is in Dover, Delaware. This is Comboogie's podcast. It is great to be back in the seat, in the saddle. Come on, join us. Let's do this thing. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Comic Bookies podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and either watching live right now on YouTube and Twitch or listening right now on wherever you get your podcasts. But first, today's new comic book day, Wednesday, May 12th, 2021. We are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Please go out there and get your pull list set up. Alex has everything you need, new and old, to start or continue your comic book addiction. But fellas, uh, it's great to be back. Um, as you can tell, uh, you, you are now listening to the smooth, sick sounds of <laughs> one Michael Biella. Uh, not only did I feel like crap after that second COVID shot, but then my son got an ear infection, and then uh, my daughter got like a you know stuffy nose and cough and stuff, which then got you know transmitted to myself. So um, yeah, been kind of out of it, but uh, just load up on a bunch of drugs, and I am back. So. Uh, episode 111, 111. I made a wish to <laughs> to get healthy enough to get back in this episode. But what's up, fellas? Glad to be back, man. What's up, boy? We're happy you're back. Episode 112. We couldn't do it without you, man. You missed one. We'll give you that. But you're back. We're happy. Happy Wednesday to everybody. It's going to be a fun night, guys. Mark, Mike, what's up, guys? How's it going? What is up? Thank you, back. Thank you for being back, Mike. We are back. And, man, we were hoping on going on live last week for the fans. We didn't get it in. Um, we all know that you kind of run the whole um, OBS studios over there and the Biela studios, if you will. But yeah. nonetheless, you know, we got episode 111 out. Uh, hopefully all y'all made a wish. We made a wish. And, our, uh, you know, I'm not going to keep it a secret. Our wish out we're here at the Comic Bookies podcast is to get this this audio out to more of you guys out there, more of your family, more of your yep. friends and everybody. Once again, I always like to say start off the podcast kind of with a thank you. Thank you to the fans because, you know, it takes time and it's a grind. And yet we're not getting monetized yet in any way. But yet, you know, like I like you mentioned earlier, Mike, Treasure Island Comics sponsoring us, you know, kind of giving us uh, a will to keep going on with this podcasting, how big we can grow it. And, you know, we believe truly deep in our hearts that we can grow this, you know, pretty far, you know, entertainment wise. You know, the comic book movies, the comic movies, if you will, are always getting bigger. The comic books, you know, I think that there's going to be a shift. We see the NFT market. We see the the card market. We see whatever going on. I think that comic books might ha- might be the next one to kind of have that market for them, you know, because uh, we see all-time highs of action comics, the first appearance of Superman going crazy. And mm-hmm. I, I think that 
these markets that we're in right now when it comes to trading cards, Pokemon cards, just, you know, it, it's everything's just crazy right now. I don't know if it's a bubble and it's going to pop. I just think that, you know, comic books in general, besides the big, you know, Amazing Fantasies, 15s, uh, I think that they have a lot of room to run. And I think that we're kind of positioned ourselves and hopefully our listeners and our viewers on YouTube and uh, every all of our fans can kind of join with us and kind of, you know, try to make a little bit of coin on these books, if you will, because I think that uh, we're the comic bookies for a reason. We're not just here to give you guys a little bit of tips on sports gambling. We're also here to make you help you guys make a little bit of money on books that you guys might be following along and reading with us, whether it be, uh, you know, DC and this whole universe that they're taking on with tiny. And we're going to get into that in a little bit later because I know Mike and Sean and I are going to love to discuss that new Batman that came out last week. But yeah, I'm excited, excited to have you back, Mike, excited for the draft. One thing I'm not excited for is the way Oakland handles their sports business. We can get into that <laughs> later, but here we are, episode 112, brothers. I love you. Uh, How are we going, man? Before we get into the comics, I want to give a few shout-outs. So first of all, it was Mother's Day weekend. So yeah. shout-out to all the moms out there, either watching or listening now, or you know, all of our moms. Uh, we couldn't be in this world. We couldn't have anything in this world without our, our moms, without our mommies. Yeah, so um, happy Mother's Day to everyone. We, we love you all. Uh, shout-out to the owner of of CrossFit Livermore, my CrossFit gym, Matt Souza, him, him, uh, Sean, you know, Matt and Grace, yeah, they got Matt, engaged yeah. over the weekend. Uh, congrats, Matt and Grace. Yeah. That's awesome. So Matt and Grace, congratulations. And finally, save the best for last, my sister-in-law, Tracy, and her husband, Dave, had their beautiful baby girl, unfortunately, kind on of. On your birthday. Uh, on my birthday, so now my birthday's freaking done. <laughs> but uh, yeah, forgotten, bro, for you. Yeah, the, but the beautiful baby Lauren is now here, and she's at home, and she is safe and um, happy with mom right now. Congratulations so, to all those people. That's awesome, man. And yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Thing. Uh, so let's get into some comic books, fellas. Uh, I like listening back, like editing, and then listening back to the episode again of, of 111. Like you guys are talking about books. I was like, oh, I missed it. It's one of my favorite parts of this whole damn show, dude. I was like – and like you guys even said like, oh, dude, like you know, Mike would love this or Mike would love that. So I can't wait to get into this. Well, um, well, 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 well let's not cut the fan short here, Mike. Let's tell them the honest to God truth of what really actually happened. I mean me and Sean and we were ready to go live at about you know, 8.25 p.m. Pacific literally last. In the text from Mike and you know we, we were kind of just shot in the hole and we gotta just go you know it's like yeah. we gotta gather some notes real quick we gotta figure if we're if like a, out of a to go plane in the middle and, of nowhere <laughs> but we still no shoot the whole point here guys and the whole point here fans all over the globe is that we try we try to at least get you guys the podcast we were built here on the podcast yes we're trying to grow our youtube channel yes we're trying to venture out into different avenues but at the end of the day we are a podcast and whatever we can do to deliver your guys's podcast every weekend you know that's what we're gonna strive to do here at the comic boogies podcast so yes, hopefully you guys enjoyed sean and i coming at you guys at 111 but nonetheless you know we're uh we're going to always try to come live, always try to keep on producing more content. So stick with us. And uh, yeah, man, uh, this is the place to be, baby. So uh, what's going down, Aaron? Thanks so much for jumping in the chat with us. Thank you, Aaron. Let's go. Uh, stay nice a, stay a while, won't you? Uh, over on the comics. So let's do it. DC, we have Wonder Woman 772, Superman 31, The Joker, 
number three, Rorschach eight, and Batman the Detective number two. Marvel side, Fantastic Four 32, Guardians of the Galaxy 14, X-Factor 9, Spider-Man, Spider-Shadow number 2, and this big Heroes Reborn event. Seems like an event every goddamn three months for Marvel. Number two of that. Uh, AWA has Resistance Uprising number two. Image, Geiger, or as Mark likes to say, Geiger. Geiger. Uh, Ice Cream Man 24 and the Silver Coin number two. Boom Studios gives us Seven Secrets 8, Proctor Valley Road number three, and Buffy, that damn vampire slayer number 25. Uh, fellas, so last week was a pretty good sized stack of books I'd like to get into. And then this week, there's a few that I'm truly excited for, as you know, you guys um, see from our IG post. Uh, but what do you guys like about last week? Last week, man, was that Bond. It's funny that Mark texted us about mm-hmm. it, and that was like the first book I wanted to bring up. I, I'm loving this book, man. It, it really has that Bond movie feel to it. You know, long story short, he's working both sides, wants to get both enemies to basically screw each other, and he wants to take down all the Spectre. What are the odds of that? Typical Bond movie, right, Mike? But, I mean, it's so cool because I've read five or six other six issue bond stories yeah. you know from dynamite in the past you know i would actually buy them i would wait till all six issues came out i'd get it on you know mycomicshop.com get it sent over and i read them boom in like one weekend and it has the exact same feel of that felix Leiter's in it you know did we really yes. think he was gonna die no definitely Bond not now. so it's so bond cool knows how to shoot him make sure he didn't die exactly He's like, how does this book compare to those by the way i mean i know um, you like those uh, previous books is this yeah. one is levels okay it's good. Yeah, it's it's definitely good because we know who Blofeld is. You know, we see him. We've actually seen him in a, in a recent movie. So, like, we know kind of like, oh, I'm kind of familiar with, with you know, Spectre and everything and what they're all about. So it's definitely a good book so far. Um, Mark, I'm pretty sure I think that you're not a an aficionado as far as, like, the Bond books or movies. So coming from that area, how do you like this book so far? You know what? I actually do enjoy Bond. I actually was not mm-hmm. going to pull it in the very beginning I thought that the first issue was kind of sluggish in a way, but I kind of stuck with it. You know, obviously, as we get our sponsorship here at Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California, make sure to check them out. T.I. Comics on your social media platforms. But nonetheless, uh, (laughs) James Bond, Ian Fleming's Ian Fleming's James Bond, dude, I'm telling you, these second and third issues have been picking up so much better. Like you guys mentioned Blofeld. I know I'm not too familiar with him because I haven't read any of these Agent of Specters before this uh before this offering. But with T- Tatiana or Titiana, what's her? Yeah, you want Titiana? I mean, I say I Titiana. Titana. Yeah. What Bond has going on for him right now? I mean, I. I'm old school. I come from the from the age of N- Nintendo 64, GoldenEye, the whole game and everything. Yes. So when I when I read when when I, it even goes farther back from that, you know, when my dad introduced me in the 84 Silicon Valley of you to a kill with um, uh, Roger Moore playing <laughs> shot out Roger Moore. Yes, one of the best. I did enjoy him. I mean, I wouldn't say he is the best Bond that played because I do enjoy a couple others before Roger Moore. But uh, Roger Moore was great. A view to a kill, Silicon Valley in the blimp, you know, it's just uh, man, my childhood takes me back to these 007 uh, films. And now that I'm reading the comic, I mean, I'll, I'll admit 
I think that the first, like I mentioned, I think that the first issue was kind of sluggish. The second two have really picked it up. And I know it's going to be a six issue miniseries, if I'm not mistaken, guys. Yeah. So we got about six. We got no one, two. We got three more issues to figure out what he's going to do. But it's not ending here, guys. You guys I want to know, know uh, knowing Bond, how he is, how many times is Bond going to be sleeping with, uh, as Mark says, Titiana? <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. Hey, because you know what she said. You know what they said. You know, he he doesn't catch feelings for anybody, basically, is what he's saying in the book. But, um, you know, like I said, I'm excited for Bond. I think that coming out of a small publisher in Dynamite, Sean, I think that they have a little bit to work with to try to get more, you know, influenced readers to try to pick up this book. You know, obviously we get the sponsorship and we get to be able to pick extra books that we might not have to pick, this one being one of them. But in my opinion, I think that that there's something that the fans out there that are kind of thinking about cutting, if the fans out there are thinking about picking up something different. I think that this James Bond Dynamite and, you, and then you're giving out a little bit of love to, you know, a smaller publisher because Dynamite, I mean. They might not be killing me in other books, in my opinion, but with James Bond, they're actually doing a pretty decent job, you know? Yeah, I know, my. This is probably the, you know, only book that Dynamite puts out that doesn't have, you know, Vampirella or Red Sonia <laughs> with their. Oh, that Vampirella, with them, though. With them things hanging out, you know? With them Titanias hey. hanging out. <laughs> but um, but I think there's there's going to be a conclusion for sure. Um, all, all of these six issue miniseries, there is a, a finality to it. And so I think to this one, I don't think there's going to be a continuation. It's not going to be an agent of specter part two, part D, you know? So I think that's, I think it's pretty much done, but it is good so far. Uh, one that I, I'd like to mention is AWA again, AWA. I, it doesn't matter if it's Marvel, doesn't matter if it's this new AWA upshot, but Garth Ennis, you know, he does it again. This first issue of Marjorie Finnegan, temporal criminal is really good. You all go check this one out. This was a pretty awesome first issue. She's pretty much from the future, and she's like a te- what you would think, a temporal criminal. She can go back in time. The first opening scene is she's like in where like um, the Pharaoh Ramses is going to get you know uh, mummified and then put in the sarcophagus and put it down, and she's there to like rob them blind of all, of all these treasures, right? And she has this guy right here who she. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much her main guy in to wherever she goes to, whether back in the Pharaoh times, whether we go to World War II to get something or whatever, and then he can pull her back. So they and go through uh, different times of history? Y- yes, exactly. That's so the, the, the first two you'll find is that she goes to like ancient Egypt, and then also the kind of kicker at the end, she's being hunted by her own sister. She's kind of like the law, you know, like the the marshal or the cop or whatever, the, the temporal cop, as you will. And it kind of introduces her because she's catching some other guy who's showing some Viking, some people, some villagers to uh, fend off Vikings, but with like rocket launchers, right? So it's like, what are you doing? Like, you know, totally changing history and stuff like that. So, and then, so at the very end of it, she's, uh, she notices like where she stays at. There's like an alarm going off. She's got to escape. She's running. And then, oh, hey, sis. So that's a first issue of eight. So Garth Ennis is uh, definitely kicked off this story really well. I'm, I'm so going to enjoy it. So what time frame is she actually from? It's it's definitely the future, bro. Yeah, all future. Definitely the future. Yeah, for sure. So that's a pretty good one. 
What else did you guys like? Marcus? Uh, I would say that I really enjoyed... I mean, I think that I enjoyed the first offering from Boom Studios in the Victor Lavelle Eve series that's coming on right now. I think it's going to be a four or five issue uh mini series if i'm not mistaken i picked that um, up today i enjoyed you go ahead remember i picked that up today because there was because alex still had copies from last week so when i went today to get my books i'm like oh damn there's still two copies left on the shelf so i went with you guys and i picked it up so i'm gonna Did read, read it, it soon no i didn't get a chance to read it so you didn't get a chance to read it before you recorded this podcast because you are late by a week so we're not going to share it yet, but that is one that we can't talk about later on. <laughs> take it off. <laughs> I'll just take it off. I'll just take that it off is... the damn headphones. Uh, Sean, did you pick that one up, Eve, by Boom Studios? I did, actually. I did. did I mean, if there's one left, then I'll be grabbing it. Can you, I... can you give a review without giving it away? Well, I can give someone a review. Here we are. Can. <laughs> like, would you pull it, you know, like, like would you I mean, pull I... the, the four or five issue miniseries? I would pull it. Like, let, me, let me put it this way. I pulled the good Asian and I pulled Eve for the first issues. Um, but uh, I had to come to conclusions that I had to narrow it down to one that I was actually going to add to the pull list. And I decided to go with boom studios, Eve over image comics in the good Asian with their, nice. noir, with their noir series that they're offering right now. Although I did really enjoy the good Asian, there's just something about Eve and how, um, you know, kind of with the kid factor and everything that's going on. Yeah. And it's kind of um, so, Sean, did you read it at all? No, I haven't read okay, it yet. So, Sean, have not read it. I'm the only one that has read it. Eve, yes, it has. Been, it was good. It, it's kind of a sci fi action thriller, if you will, with a little bit of drama mixed into it. I think that. Four to five issues is going to be good enough to finish it off. But um, like I said, it intrigued me a little bit more than the good Asian. The good Asian, yes, it was intriguing, but it was a little bit slower to me. Let us know in the comments and below if you're watching on YouTube, if you are um, on Apple Podcasts. But who did you like? Are you more intrigued with the slower noir story when it comes to the good Asian? Or do you kind of like more of this? kind of um kid ambassador type story when it comes to eve and boom studios and what you're offering in my opinion i like i said i picked up eve and i told alex hey you know if you're gonna be getting issue number two of the good asian then and it's kind of a slow week for me where i only got about five six books you know if i see it on the shelves i'll pick it up you know but it's not that it wasn't that good to me, in my opinion, that I have to add it to the pull list. And okay. I, if I have to add one this week, Eve would have been that one. So I think, nice. Sean, when you end up reading it, and, and Mike as well, I think that uh, with Mike, you having a daughter, and me as well, I think that you're going to kind of like it a little bit um, more than you would have liked maybe some of the other offerings that were offered last okay. week. Nice. Um, anything else before we get into the big, uh, magic, you know, Molly, uh, I thought that man bat and crime syndicate and some of these other DC books were just kind of, uh, you know, average, uh, Noctera, the Scott Snyder, uh, that one's amazing. That one's really cool. Just the whole, you know, universe that he's setting up with the, the brother and sister. It's pretty much the sun went out. Like there's obviously the sun didn't go out or else we would all freeze to death and die. 
but there it's it's pitch black. And once it goes pitch black, then everything starts to mutate and get weird. Like all like all the animals and stuff, they started turning into these creatures, and then it becomes like a zombie thing where if you get scratched or bit or whatever, then over time, then you kind of turn into one of those creatures, the shades as they call them. So uh, two or three issues in so far, three issues in, and there's an unfortunate scene at the very end of this issue, but uh, I'll let you guys go and check it out for yourselves. It's really, really good. Anything else before we get into Batman? I think uh, what we said in the pre-production, bro, and how we feel about Strange Academy, it's like one of those like fun. I like feel like I'm reading yeah. like a little kids book to a degree because <laughs> they yeah. were little kids. Yeah, it's 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 definitely more of a kids book. It was it felt more grown up in the first arc, and then now ho- hopefully with them revealing that Enchantress is is Eric's uh, mom, hopefully Mama. they get kind of dark and more adult in issues going forward. But uh, although I I did enjoy them taking a break from the story you know what i'm saying like it, it was, was a good break for sure yeah so i like how a lot of these stories are doing that where give me six issues and then give me a three-month break you know kind of catch up on other books as well so i i like what they're doing there so when's the next one come out because i know that was number 10 when's 11 do you know uh, i think it's next month okay so we have, we have a month bro we're good yeah yeah, yeah. mark nice. anything before batman yeah, you don't like what they're doing. You don't like what they're doing in um, Strange Adventures. You don't like what they're doing in in the um, the other Snyder book, uh, Undiscovered Country. You don't like how they take these high hiatuses. I mean, admit it right now. Because, no, I do. So you could like these long hiatuses. Well, like especially if it's at the end of an arc. Don't go three freaking issues. Is good, and, yeah. and then, yeah, but if it's a six-issue arc and then, oh, issue seven coming out in August. Oh, yeah, I'm all for that. That gives, work, you, that's fine. that gives you an opportunity to get more books, you know what I'm saying? And then once that comes back, then you'll be close to finishing yeah, the other one. Yeah, but I feel like if they just give me an opportunity to finish off and dust off their series, then I can get into more books coming into the fall. Yeah, no? but, but books like Strange Academy uh, and – undiscovered country that doesn't have a limit on issues that could be going for 20 30 40 issues you never know so it's good to have that little break undiscovered country yes i would i agree with you. i would love um and i'm, I'm sorry undiscovered i'm sorry strange adventures i would love to have that be 12 straight months i don't want through, anything yeah. you know what i'm saying so uh, yeah i agree with you there but undiscovered country uh batman uh batman but if there were breaks then i don't care and I just dropped the crossover today. Sorry, Donnie Cates. Um, I had to do it. Oh, just, you did. Too many, there's too many. Uh, hey, I'll hand it to Marvel, guys. Fans out there. Fans that always think that we are uh, speculative and uh, down on Marvel. I did order, I believe it was two or three offerings out of this previews issue from Marvel. Um, I got Sinister War. One out of four. We're gonna see how one goes. I might pull it. Hopefully, one's offering is good enough for me to be able to do that. I got the symbiote Spider-Man again. Oh, you guys know I was on that one way back when, about a year ago. They're about they've. I think how many stories have they had? I think this is the fourth one. The final one is about to be a five-issue series. But I saw that in a preview, so I decided to go with that. And uh, I forgot. What the other one I pulled, but um, nonetheless, Marvel did actually deliver this time on previews, guys. So if you guys pulled anything from Marvel, uh, go ahead and share it. Like I said, I think I got two yeah, or did, three. Yeah, uh, over the last two months, I did pull a Fantastic Four four issue miniseries yep. and uh, Moon Knight. 
I, I did pull the Moon Knight story. I don't think out. I got Moon Knight, but I think I got Fantastic Four. That's the one. That's the one I got. Moon Knight. Yeah. So I mean, if you guys are done with that, let's get into Batman. What'd you guys like about Batman? Batman was awesome, bro. Uh, it's funny because when Mike uh, talked to me in the pre-production mark, we all agreed, bro. There is so much writing in a James Tynion offering. Miracle Molly's dope, bro, because you know what? It isn't like she's really actually a villain, in my personal opinion. Like, she kind of has, like, an intention and agenda into what she's doing. And it's funny, this person that she has with her kind of going through the town, her, like, little flying, you know, whatever you want to call it, and going into these abandoned high-rises in the city. Sure enough, it's Batman. So it's kind of like Batman's with the person. Maybe he's trying to catch it, per se, and... Yeah, bro, I liked it. Really, really good interaction. I think that it sets up really well for the next Batman. That's for damn sure. Yeah, how'd you feel about it, bro? I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I think that they're kind of, um, and I wish Mike uh, would be in the conversation right now. I think he had to go to attend to some issues. But I think that, in my opinion, honestly, I think that they could have built the characters that they kind of have going right now in the DC universe. Um, I think that to get Miracle Molly, to get, you know, I, I'm still, where, where's Bao Fam at, Sean? Where? I know, bro. They've definitely, like, deflected from that whole aspect of it, like, completely. No, no, you're 100% right. right? Even, like, I mean, in this one, like... You still but... got... You still got the Raider... I mean, the Raider. You still got the writer in James Tynion, right? And he's obviously still trying to build um, this post-Infinite uh, and, and, you know, Infinite sure. Frontier, you know, Infinite Frontier world, if you will. And I think that for him to just... uh you know, kind of, he was, you know, I got the poster right here, right? Obviously, punchline. And then I got, you know, Bao Fam in my comics that I'm reading. It's just like, I feel like he turned away from them a little too fast, in my opinion. I think yeah, that we were still, I mean, I agree I, with you, bro. You don't, I, you don't I, want them to be like forgotten to a degree because it's so, like, am I going to see them again? Or is this like, I, I mean, we're going to see them again, but in my opinion, I think. Well, we, with what you were building, with what the DC Universe was trying to build, in my opinion, I believe that you had to keep kind of somewhat building on that. I think that for you to give us, you know, the infinite frontier, the whole new, like, kind of rebirth, if you will, you know, kind of redesign of the whole DC Universe. But at the same time, you guys were building something. And I think that um, readers like myself and like you, Sean, and I can probably attest to Mike, what I'm saying is I think that Tynion was building such a great universe here. And for him to kind of backlog, kind of shy away from Punchline and these last couple issues, kind of shine away from Balfam. I mean, I felt like I haven't heard about Balfam in the last, what, month and a half? Bro, Bal big chilling right now. I haven't heard I of mean, Bal in a while, Bal, man. It's just nowhere to go. Harley Quinn, she's doing her own thing in her series. I believe I might be the only comic bookie right now that's subscribing to the Harley Quinn series. That's a book that I had in my stack from last week. Nonetheless, I don't get no Balfam in Harley. I don't get no Balfam in Detective. I ain't getting no Balfam in goddamn Batman. So 
the way Ghost that Ma- and then Ghostmaker is just in like the secondary uh, story. It's not even in like the main story in. right now. So why are they so exactly, Mike? Why are they switching it up so hard on us fans? You know, you know uh, like you weren't listening earlier, but like I told Sean, we want Bao Fam. Where's Bao Fam? He hasn't been anywhere. You I got know what? Line, I got P line in the background right now, but goddamn, I haven't seen her anywhere. Like why? You know, I don't know. I mean. I think that they're like like Tiny, especially. How many characters is that that he's created? You know, like do you think all these books are doing that to where they're like creating, 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 having these epic six issue arcs, and then they just kind of put him like to the wayside, like on the back burner. You know what I'm saying? So that way they can bring him up, but they well, create, about- but they're creating so much IP that then like other TV shows and movies and cartoons and stuff they can just pull from that and then what create a story. Molly? You know what I'm saying? What about huh? Molly? Like like what about I- Molly? Like Sean mentioned. I think Molly, I, I, before uh, Mike says what he's going to say, the only thing I'll say about Molly, as much as I actually did like her and kind of like a little bit actually her agenda, kind of like what Batman kind of is figuring out what she's trying to do. I just didn't like kind of her introduction. Like we already knew her. There was kind of like no kind of background to a degree on her. Like Bow was dope. We actually got like a full background into what happened to him. But we might well, still get that on Wally. Yeah, this is only the first I, issue for her. I know, I know. I guess you know, I'm just you know being greedy right now, but I did like her. She was cool. Um, did you see how uh Bruce's uh his get up, you know, <laughs> little fake his, mustache and stuff. Well, his, well, his disguise, you know, who he looked like. I thought he looked like, like uh, Gordon. I looked like Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, I thought, yeah Gordon. I thought that was Gordon. In the, the beginning, time. I thought it was Gordon. I'm like, what's Gordon doing? Then we started like getting more. When they were like flying into the high rise, I'm like, that ain't Gordon, bro. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, but what? About, okay, so that's so now you get my text from earlier, Mark. Damn, Peacekeeper one, huh? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Like Mahomes. Literally, now, from, now like, literally from Future State. Like, there it is. Like, Simon Saint's already creating this, ma- this the whole magistrate and everything. Like, it's happening already, you know? They're trying to cyborg this guy for sure from a wheelchair to being the new hero. I'm telling you, man. Dude, this, the magistrate's coming, dude. It's going to be crazy. You're going to have Peacekeeper 01. And, 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 and what do the number get up to in Future State? Like, nine at least or in a double digits? 15 so they're gonna have like hell of these guys and when they see... showed the one who had the robotic arm bro it made me think of uh winter soldier type phil and just like yeah. all those super soldiers i'm just like it's kind of to yeah. a degree like the same thing or the guy who played the the blonde white guy from narcos when he was in logan remember he had the hand too yes. something mm-hmm. like that you know so yeah it's gonna be pretty crazy um but yeah i mean that's i i was a uh, tending to my son right now so did you guys get in pretty much everything in the issue yeah you know got a little bit of molly uh scarecrow and stuff Mahoney. yeah oh scarecrow man i'm telling you they're yeah scarecrow man that guy we, we know who scarecrow is we yeah. have an idea who scarecrow is tell it, us sean i think for sure it's uh pretty much the big city councilman that's who I think it is. Was he a governor or the mayor? Well, no, because remember he was on the high rise building when he was having the press conference. So now I'm thinking it's not him. In the beginning, I know we thought it was him. I still in the back. I mean, until proven otherwise. But I know, I know, you still have the theories. I know, I know. It was hard for me to get rid of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you guys are through something that I'm, I'm truly excited for this week, I mean, obviously Joker Geiger is going to be an, uh, an issue. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I, I, I don't like know. a make or break, you know, like I, I just I, I, I kind of like the first one. Huh? I just I just dropped crossover today. Don't make me drop Geiger on the second or third iframe, Mike. 
I know, but Seven Secrets, that's like one of my favorite ones right now. I saw some other guy, uh, a TI today, with Seven Secrets on the top of his stack. I was like, that one's good, isn't he? goes, bro. Like, especially Boom Studios, that's his favorite one out right now. So, Five of being by the some, boom, man. Some good, some heavy hitters. Superman, you have Rorschach. That one's coming to a close. That's like issue eight or nine of 12. Another offering from Tom King. Tom Taylor with Batman Detective. So, a bunch of good stories uh, coming out this week. But that's pretty much it for the comic book talk. Um, please hit us up on all of our, you know, social media, our email, and we will give you our recommendations please recommend something to us we are always looking for more books to buy for sure uh fellas some quick hitters on the news uh i know sean and mark i think you guys both had a piece of news but it was kind of light this week but uh this goes out to our boy joe joe dub uh he reads the image book bitter root and regina king is going to direct uh, a movie based off of bitter root i personally don't read it i know you guys don't read it so i really can't give you I think it was like a Harlem Renaissance or something. It was um, – I can't remember what the exact synopsis of the story was, but good for her kind of building off the success that she had from Watchmen and then co-directing the uh, One Night in Miami. I think that was – the movie was called. So yeah, um, shout out to her. Oh, man, Sean, Mark, do you, I mean, Legends of the Hidden Temple was something that I loved to watch hmm. as a kid, and they are – and the CW is rebooting it. That's – one of the best pieces of news as far as a reboot I've heard in a long, long time. We actually I might be able to stop the episode show. right now and end on a super high note because that is music to my ears. It's funny because when you brought that up in the pre-production, like, you know, they're going to bring back a reboot, and I, I already knew, bro. Yeah, dude, I that show would I, I envision myself, you know, and then you're always yelling, at the, you're always yelling <laughs> at the screen. Like they have the little medallions and they're getting caught by the, the Mayan or the Aztec guys. And they have to give them the pieces like, and then they can't figure out how to put the three pieces of the monkey statue. I'm like, dude, you fucking idiot. It's this way. It's, oh man. I, I wanted to be on that show so bad, you know, with, with, with double dare and guts. Oh, oh for sure. For sure. I, I used to watch the old school, the supermarket sweep with my mom. I was like, oh, dude, I put all, put all the heavy ass turkeys in the freaking cart. Go, go, go. You know, like, man, game shows, man, they, they've now since died away from me. But, man, I used to be on, I want to be on hella game shows when I was a kid. You know, bro, it's funny because it's so easy for us to be like, oh, yeah, we'd hella figure that out. We'd hella win that. I will say this if there's one that, I mean, even like, a, I mean, for you, the amazing race, that's another one I know you and your family oh, I know. super love. What would be the one show? And I have to get off topic, but I mean, we're talking about it now. What would you want to be on? Um, well, I, what, I know my brother would be want to be on Big Brother. My, what's, my a, own brother. What, what's the voiceover with the Asian guys talking? And there's a voiceover. Uh, 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 what? Uh, what's that one uh, game show? They had to go through obstacle courses. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> most extreme elimination challenge. That was hella funny. Can't beat it, bro. <laughs> dude, that's hilarious. Because I, I kind of want to know what they're saying for real. You know, obviously it's it's it's, it's in Japanese, shit. but then you know the English subtitle, the English it's dubbed in English. Oh my god! And the stuff that they say, oh, it makes the show so good. But yeah, MXC for sure. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, Amazing Race would be cool, but I don't know who I would go with. Cause it's like I think like, oh yeah, me and my brother would be cool, but then I'm like, nah, we'd freak out on each, we we'd kill each other, you know, and like, you know, who has the patience? Who's good at the problem solving? Who's good at like dealing with people? You know, because they yeah. have those those episodes where they're in like India or Thailand where the traffic is just insane, just like it's hot and just like the, the emotions run wild and stuff. So I, I need to find that perfect partner, you know. So. Uh, but for for sake of argument, I'm gonna say I'm gonna bring my wife. 
right? Hey, it's a safe answer, bro. Can't go wrong with that. Hell yeah. Uh, But Sean, you had a piece of news too. I did, sir. And it comes from the world of Marvel. One of the actual movies that we were very big on. I think we all can say we enjoyed it. And it was very big for, obviously, uh, women superheroes. Captain Marvel, uh, Brie Larson, while she did wonderful with the first movie, unfortunately, it looks like she will be pursuing a new superhero role to be determined. And she will more than likely not be returning for a sequel for Captain Marvel. So that's, you know, it's got the quotes rumor, but I mean, this is going on for some time that things haven't been good so it's likely she's probably done i mean but they already have plans for captain marvel 2 so i wonder what they're gonna do like i don't even think they're naming it captain marvel 2 bro i think oh man it's miss because it's miss marvel right it's the it's the little girl it's the younger girl who's like uh she's she's middle eastern right she can stretch whatever isn't she i believe so and they have another movie oh man yeah it's like miss marvel it's like miss marvel Yeah, yeah yeah i think you're right and besides, even if they did have plans for a Captain Marvel 2 and then Brie Larson comes out, they can just have Monica Rambeau step in. She at one point was Captain Marvel. They can She's write perfectly her fine. Yes. She's, she's cool. She's cool. She's already yeah, been established yeah. in the MCU, so going forward, she could be that too. But that kind of sucks. That does kind of suck about uh, Brie Larson. Although, did you ever see interviews and stuff where it was like her with Don Cheadle – and Chris Hemsworth, and then like she says something, and then and then they like they're like hell of off, you know, like you know, standoffish with her. Like they did not like her. There is multiple stories where like no one got along with her. Like she was like, for lack of a better word, she was an asshole, you know. So you know I, what, bro? I mean, you look at those Marvel movies and you see all the colliding personalities, the high profile names. I mean, there has to be that one or two sour apples. There has to be. There's no doubt about it. I mean. And it sucks that it has to be her, too, because she was kind of like, you know, there's a uh, God for every five superhero that are guys. There's one, you know, be honest, maybe one super girl, one woman that's a superhero. So it mm-hmm. sucks that, you know, it has to be her, especially because Captain Marvel, man. I mean, we see how dominant she was in the you know, Avengers Endgame for you. Know, oh, yeah. Hell out of Thanos. But no, nah, it's unfortunate. But that is the way the cookie crumbles. Yep. Uh, and then, Mark, finally, you had some carnage news, buddy. I did have some Carnage news, unfortunately. Um, Carnage, if you guys were looking forward to seeing him play on um, Disney Plus and all of your streaming <laughs> services, it's not going to happen. I see here news that Carnage um, – do you have a date for me, Mike? I uh, Hold on, hold on. It was delayed like a second time, but uh, but it's 2021. But the, but the trailer came out, obviously, um, three Some days, days ago. ago. And um, basically, I'm September t- September 24th, my friend, 2021. Yep. So 24th. I think that HBO Max has decided to push their releases onto um, HBO Max into 2022. Um, obviously, yeah, just through I the end of the year, just through the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But obviously, MCU when I mean, not MCU, but Sony is, you know, doing away with that option. And that yeah. viability because they want it to be just played on the movie theaters. And I mean, in a way, 
if you're holding some AMC, if you're holding some uh, CNK stock, I think that's pretty good for you. I think that movie theaters need to come back. I think that it's time to get back. Um, you know, we mentioned we're going to mention it in sports coming up here soon. I think that, um, you know, it's time to start to get back to a little bit of reality here, guys, and our country. And um, why not uh, let Sony Studios be the ones to first to do it? Because we all know damn well that Disney wouldn't be the first ones to do it, guys. Yeah, but I mean, isn't Black Widow when it comes out in July? Isn't that uh, both? That's that both. That's both. Bowl. It's both, right? So you you could either pay the thirty bucks or whatever, or you can go to the movie theaters. But that's still going to movie theaters. It's still the first movie to do that. So. But yeah, I think that when you're really pressing a hard line and you're drawing it in the sand, saying, "Hey, it's either this side or that side. You're either gonna watch it." You're either going to get it on streaming, but I think yeah. that a lot of I think that a lot of people like yourself, Mike, and like myself that got kids, I think we're going to be a little bit um, sour when um, these uh, streaming services start pulling all these brand new movies from us watching them on, you know, it, from the comfort of our own house. Because uh, you're very I right. think that I think that you know Cinemark Studio or Cinemark Entertainment, I think that AMC Entertainment, I think that these um, you know movie theater chains in in cohesiveness with the with the with the studios the movie studios i think that you know there's a bigger monopoly here than me and you and our streaming little lives would like to think so so there's a lot more money to be made here especially with how big these movies are getting and how big they were getting before the pandemic yet the pandemic came slowed it down you know kind of let us flirt with a little bit of how it could be by us just sitting at home but it's not going to be that easy guys and i think that when all these movies are coming out and you're going to give us the opportunity and the you know option to be able to pick to choose whether we want to pay $30 from our house to be able to watch them and live stream them for what 48 hours compared to going to the theaters giving our kids you know the the you know the experience giving them the better popcorn i just think that um i think that the movie theater and the you know the entertainment world is going to eventually prevail and i'm excited for that guys give me your opinion yeah. but in my opinion i'm excited because i think that we need to get back to movie theaters we need to get back to that americana and we need to get back to you know living our lives getting out there in public talking to each yeah. other you know i mean that's i mean we're, we're going to get more into that in sports but yeah i mean bring back date nights you know like i I love yeah. going to the movies with my wife. You know, I could drop the kids off at my parents' house, you know, the, right there, and then go up a few exits to, you know, yeah, up exactly. in New York City or down and, to and, Autumn and stuff. And, little freaky and, Fridays. And, and listen to me, guys. And not every damn movie that comes out. Yes, a lot of them that have been coming out lately during this pandemic seem to be a little bit more family friendly. But mm -hmm. don't get it twisted, guys. A lot of these movies that are going to come out are going to be a lot more adult oriented. That. You know, the husband, the wife are going to want to get out and watch it on their own. So, yeah. I mean, we're, we're just going to have to get back to reality. I think it's going to be a slow and steady climb. But uh, eventually, I think it's going to happen. And uh, mm -hmm. let's just see, man. Uh, it already yeah, just, is. You know, just like like mentally for people, too. They're going to want to get back to more of a sense of normalcy. Uh, let's get more people back to work, especially these kids, you know, like these younger people. Let's, you know, give them my damn popcorn my soda give me my gummy bears and let's get into that damn movie theater you know so with that that's the comic book section and sports is coming up and we're gonna take a quick eh, three four five minute break but stay tuned this is the comic bookies podcast and we'll be right back thank you so much that's right, baby. see you in a minute 
are back. Ladies and gentlemen, to the Comic Bookies podcast, thank you so much for tuning in so far. Uh, that was the comics. This is the sports. Again, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Go check them out Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays for all your comic booking needs. Uh, please check out our YouTube and Twitch page. We are live right now. We are live every Wednesday night, barring anything you know unforeseen, you know ear, ear infections. Uh, check us out. <laughs> check out our, our other videos on YouTube. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the social medias, and email us to comicbookies at gmail.com. Those are all the handles. Those are all, all the information. Tonight, I am drinking a Maui Brewing Company Bikini Blonde. Takes me back to uh, – I actually went to the Maui Brewing Company. I'll never forget this day. This was 2014, I think. This was the World Cup. Me and my brother went to the brewing company. They opened up at like 7 a.m. because, you know, of course, it's three hours even farther behind on California time. And this is when USA played Portugal in the World Cup. And Portugal, they tied it like the in like the 80-something minute. Scandal, 90, and I was like, oh, yeah. dude. But that place was insane. It was like, you know, my, my dad's like, no one's going to show up to a bar at 7 a.m. And sure enough, that place was freaking packed. And I had the time of my life with my brother it was it was really really cool but uh but cheers fellas to uh episode 112 thank you so much for all the people who are chiming in on youtube and twitch but yeah let's get into uh some sports dudes oh but by the way breaking news we're on the uh you know we're on the good news train i just told sean right now and mark right now that my cousin caroline just had her baby girl so congratulations to her up in great falls congrats great falls Great, up in Great Falls, Montana. Montana yep. baby. As Outcast would say, Caroline. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, congratulations to her. My mom will be soon heading up there to uh, help you with the baby <laughs> soon enough. So she'll be, I think it's a Memorial Day weekend. She's heading up there to uh, see the baby and help her out. So congratulations to her. Uh, sports sections, fellas, let's do it. So uh, talking to you guys in pre-production, you know, we always run down what we're going to talk about. You know, you have the NBA winding the regular season down, the playoffs starting next week. The NHL, the Sharks just had their last game because they're officially eliminated from the playoffs. So playoffs should be starting this weekend or next week sometime. You know, uh, you had a bunch of uh, golf tournament. You had all all these things. But the one thing I kept, kept coming back to was I kept hearing stories about how more and more things are opening up. And so I kind of wanted to shift gears on the sports section, and we can cover so many different sports, but kind of cover it all encompassing under one umbrella, and that is these things that are opening up, uh, you know, like right now. Uh, you had Jerry's World packed, like over 70,000 people for that yeah. Canelo fight, which I heard was an amazing fight. They put up a damn good fight, but unfortunately, with those couple, you know, those orbital bones being broken, uh, unfortunately, it sounds like he's not, he might not even fight again, which that's really, really sucks. He might not fully recover from that. Um, then you had the Atlanta Braves being the second team uh, next to the Texas Rangers to have a fully packed house in Atlanta. And by the way, once you walk into the damn stadium, if you so choose so, they had a booth where you can get vaccinated. So, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to a game. It's full house. And you know what? The line's right there. F it. I'm going to get vaccinated at the same time. I thought that was pretty awesome. There's a golf tournament down in North Carolina that was packed to the, you know, packed to the guild. I think, uh, did Rory win that one over the weekend? I think Rory did, finally. I, he, I know, right? And then finally, the Darlington race. We'll get into that later, but Martin Shrek's wins at Darlington. That was a huge uh, crowd as well. So let's talk about it, guys. We live in California where we have, you know, the, the, the Giants. You can go to a game. 
they have what 25%, 50% capacity or About whatever. 25 to you, 30% right now. But you yeah. have to show either full vaccinations or a negative COVID test within the last 72 hours. I believe that's what the Warriors are, and the A's is just they just have a, a, a percentage restrictions. You know, hopefully, I don't know when all of these sporting events are going to be shifting to full packed houses. Like, what are you guys' thoughts on it? Well, I think we're just doing good as a country, I think, collectively, because you haven't had that, oh, there's a big outbreak here. Like, you know, no matter how people's opinions are of the vaccines, it's definitely helped improve things. The NFL schedule came out today, and you've already seen some teams front and center, hey, we plan on having a full capacity opening week, including the Raiders, the Cowboys, even the Niners here from the Bay Area, where, you know, things have definitely been a little bit more strict than other places, with that said, you know, California has also said come June 15th, they're planning on doing a full opening. Masks will not be mandatory. So I just think we're kind of taking steps in the right direction to keep continuing to make things as normal as possible. Because you know, let's be honest, this has definitely changed our life forever to a degree. Yeah, It's definitely implanted our life. Like, damn, we lived through that pandemic. No matter how people feel about it, taking politics out of it, just straight up, it has impacted our life one way or another. So going back to sports, I think it's great because, I mean, watching that Atlanta game, watching the MMA fight, the previous one, where uh, Masvidal got, you know, knocked the hell out of the yeah. Canelo fight, it, watching that, it's just like, damn, that's normal to me. That's, that's being at that, you know, football game, that NASCAR race, that baseball game in the playoffs, you know, whipping that towel around. Like, I want to be shoulder to shoulder with my neighbor. Like, you know, that's what we're expecting. That's what we're hoping. So... You know, even I mean, here in that Atlanta game, bro, you can get vaccine at the game. Why not? If that's the crazy. people who want to get vaccine, bro, like, why not? That's awesome. Yeah. So, hey, I bro, mean, I'm happy. I love it, man. Because how, you know, because I'm against both CNN and Fox News. Because at the end of the day, neither of them are a news station. They're a propaganda Pinocchio's. station. Pinocchio's. They're a propaganda station. They're going to, you know, they're going to spit at you. Uh, you know the story a certain way to them to make you feel a certain way both seeing both the big guys right but it's what's being controlled so as far as what we know the south is against masks and they have really not really quarantined at all you know since covid hit maybe for the first few months but then to see a story that is in atlanta you have a place where you can get vaccinated at the same time as you can have a full crowd that's like amazing to me and i don't know if i saw that in the news at all you know, like I th I think that that would be a huge piece of news to where it's not only like you know one side saying oh my god another stadium's opening up full full, full you know fully yeah. oh god here comes the you know the covid you know here it comes mass you know positive tests but then you can get vaccinated there too I think that's pretty amazing and for 50 percent over 50 percent of American adults being vaccinated already now we need to get to the point where or ask ourselves, when we are we going to get to the point where all stadiums, all arenas are going to be fully open, and then let's have these adults make these, you know, calculated decisions themselves, weigh out the risks, and if you're still all about just either staying at home or being safe, that's fine. Don't go. We're not going to judge you. It's not going to. You know. It's not going to go. And then if you are, if if you were from the beginning, you were like, no, nah, this is just like, you know, uh, this is a, a hyped up flu. Then now you can go, you know, and you can be shoulder to shoulder with someone and experience what you experienced in 2019 and before, you know. I, you know, really appreciate and you know, you know, take into consideration what these sports teams and leagues are trying to do, 
Just, you know, in my opinion, ain't no one showing up for a goddamn sports game trying to get damn vaccinated, bro. You just had how many damn beers in the parking lot? You just had how many damn brothwurst? So many damn, be- you know, you- you're not going into a game thinking, okay, I'm going to go get vaccinated yet. Don't, don't, you know, let me, let me, let me explain myself. I am not excluding what. You know, sports leagues, what teams in general are trying to do. Yes, I I do think that it's a positive direction. You know, you got McDonald's announcing today that they're going to team up with the government to try to, you know, put stuff on their cups to try to get people to take the vaccine. Obviously, there's people in this country that are still against it. There's people in this country that feel like there's no need for it. There's people in this country that feel like it's somewhat of the flu, you know. Whatever mm-hmm. your politics are, whatever the hell, you know, you decide to do with your body and yourself. But at the end of the day, you know, it's my body. It's me. So if if you're going to be the same people fighting for that stance and saying that it's my body, it's me, too. What can I do with my body? Why are you going to be the same people arguing against the fact of the people that don't want to get the damn vaccine? You know, I think at the end of the day, you know, I personally haven't gotten it. Not to get political, my brothers here on this podcast, you know, have gotten it. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, cheers to you guys because I truly believe that whether I get it, whether you guys get it, whether you guys mm-hmm. do not get it, at the end of the day, in five, ten years, I'm going to be here celebrating the 500th episode of Comic Bookies podcast with my brothers. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you know, and, and, you I know believe what? in faith, I believe in my health, I believe in my wrists, I believe in the data, I believe that I'm under 50. Uh, you know, over 10 years under 50 and that, you know, I, you know, I, I personally don't feel like I need it, but that's no one to judge me or you guys or, you know, based on whoever wants it. You know, we're all friends. We're all getting along. You know, we don't even got to disclose that information. It's just it seems that's, like yeah. oh, there's something yeah, going on sure. now that you got to know if I got it. You got to know if you got it. You got to get the passport. You got to get this. Since yeah. when was it in it was since when was it, you know, all the years I've been alive, you know, I've never had to, like, put my health um, history on the line as much as I feel like I've had to here in 2021. Yeah, just so, for uh, kids, you know, yeah. like, like, I mean, like, that's the only thing I can think of is kids need the Tdap shot and all those different vaccines, you know, when, like when they go to like a public school and, you know, and that's fine. That's like the last thing that I've heard of. But yeah, I mean, and you know what? We don't even need a cheers from you, Mark. Thank you. But no, thank you. You know, like whether you want to take it or not take it, like. You know, like let's just the all last be. Thing we're like, worried like, about, bro. We love you yeah. either way, man. I mean, I mean, I just want to go to a damn game with you guys. I'm going to the Las Vegas race. And you know what I'm hoping for in September is that it's a full freaking race. And I, and w- when I go with Forrest, hopefully Sean and our other boys go in September. Hopefully we're shoulder to shoulder with some strangers on the right and some strangers on the left. That's what I'm hoping for. So I can see a damn good race and hopefully Larson wins the playoff race and gets to the round of 12 <laughs> there. But. that's for another podcast hopefully but yeah i mean i just love seeing it though that's that's what i'm saying at the end of the day i don't let the whole thing that you see on the big news stations and people fighting on twitter and fighting on facebook about you know getting a vaccine not getting a vaccine this and that left and right red and blue like no like i like i love seeing that you know and, and days and weeks after those big events and all those thousands of people are there and I don't see anything as far as positive COVID tests, bring on more. That's what I say because I'm already vaccinated. I'd like to take 
my wife's going on, on a little mini vacay with my son in Labor Day weekend. I want to go uh, take my daughter. A's are on the road. I want to go take her to a Giants game against the Dodgers. Giants Dodgers. I want to go. I want to take her to a game, and I hope it's not 25% capacity. I hope it's at least 50, 75, or whatever. But damn, it's gonna be, it's gonna feel good to have my three-year-old sit in a seat for maybe two innings <laughs> and then chase mm-hmm. her around the the concourse. But yeah, that's what I want to get back to. I want to get back to that feeling of me taking her to her first game in August of 2019 or 18. You know what I'm saying? Ah, can't wait to feel that again. And it's a good thing to just think of those future memories and to, again, go into where sports are, where sports are continuing to go. Because, I mean, it, it sucks. It actually almost always comes down to at this point, are you vaccinated or not? And I think what Mark said is kind of, it, it really is true. You can't really judge someone rather to get vaccinated or not. I'm not here to get political. I'm not here to get into details on what the vaccine actually does. But it's true. A lot of these stadiums have made their decisions to a degree. Are you vaccinated or not? Or obviously, have you tested negative or not? Yeah. And it's really been, I think, the safest way. That I will stand by. I actually support it. Like Oakland, I mean, shoot, they're just straight up, hey, we're doing a minimal capacity. Let's get people up in here. Let's, you know. Yeah, wear your masks think, or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely, bro. And I just think in the end, like, if you kind of just get back to common sense and, you know, washing your hands, you know. If you feel sick, don't freaking go out and spread it. Like, just have mutual trust, man. Because I think going forward, you know, down the road, the comic bookies are going to be at the NFL draft next year in Las Vegas. I'm with the Nine Niner fans. You were all together. Like, I want to be freaking with a, you know, 21st pick in the draft. I want to get crazy with everybody. Like, I want to have fun. I don't want to be sitting there like, hold on, are you vaccinated? Hold on, dude. Man. <laughs> Can I see on. your card, please? Can you imagine? Can I see your card? Yeah. You're waiting for your lobster roll in your bleacher section. <laughs> Can I get your vaccination pass? Come on, man. <laughs> I'm going to get mine laminated and shit. I'm going to get, like, you know, freaking uh, cool. hang it on your dog. I'm going to bedazzle it, have a little chains hanging from it, dude. Oh, my sick. God. That's what they want. That's what these commies want you to do, bro. That's what they <laughs> okay. want you to do, bro. All right, all right, all right. Stay but, strong. Stay, stay strong, my patriot. Stay strong, my patriot. Um, but damn, dude. So, yeah, so baseball is going good right now. The A's and Giants are in first place. It's Yes, man. This is another how, how, is, how is that even possible? How is that possible? The, the Owens. I, I heard you guys say it plenty of times last week. The Owens and they're freaking, uh, you know, they're beating the Red Sox in Bo- in Boston. While they're Boston? beating their Geigas. So you're telling me they're gonna beat them in Boston? They beat them tonight. Was it like six to one in Boston? But I'll tell you <laughs> what, the Geigas. I'll tell you what right now. <laughs> I think that. Hey, it's early. There's still a lot of baseball to be played. There's still a lot of baseball to be played. Hey, coming from a Giants fan, though, I'll be the first to say if there's a team for both of us, that probably won't sustain it. I I mean, I'm not shy to say it It probably is the Giants. You're looking at an older team. You're looking at a team that we've almost, to a degree, been really overachieving. Let's kind of be honest. But it's not to say, I mean, I'll stand by what I said last week, too. Can we definitely be a wild card team? Made it make a couple additions later in the season hands down because what i've seen so far man what we just said man the a's and giants are in first place you know about almost 35 40 games into the season that's pretty damn good i'm gonna remind you sean i'm gonna give you a little history lesson here 2010 2012 tell me baby 
didn't you guys kind of overachieve those three years too? So if history is repeating yeah, itself, you know, then well, no, the, had... the Giants are going to do something more than the A's will. The A's will forever disappoint me, just like the city that they play in right now is going to disappoint me, and they're going to force them to ship off to Las Vegas or to Portland or wherever, whatever the hell other city. But I will say this, though, bro, too, because at least on those teams, we had a young buster. We actually had, oh, you guys had Matt Kane. You kind of, you know, we don't have that. We yeah. have like Gossman this year. We had Lincecum. You know, yeah, we had Lincecum, you had Mad Bum. Yeah. You had some names that you're like, okay, those guys actually are some of the True. premier players in the league. I mean, now I'm talking about freaking Logan Webb, uh, Gossman. <laughs> I can't even name half our damn rotation, probably. But so it, yeah, I mean, that's true. We'll see though what happens. Like I said, we're enjoying it, and I always tell my boys this: when your baseball team specifically is doing good, it makes baseball a hundred times more fun. I don't know yeah. what it is about baseball specifically, but it's definitely a good ride right now. And hey, yeah. Oakland, bro, hey, big respect because they definitely were the Owens, and now it's the best record in baseball. Finally, getting to Aaron's question: Do you think the A's will move? Um, I, you know what, at this point, go ahead. You know, leave it to Oakland to, to f something up like that. You know, the, a, the A's 12, say that, $12 billion dollar oh. development plan, that's not going to get passed. And the only thing they want to do, they want to privately fund this this stadium. And all they want to do is to fix the roads leading up to it, up to Howard Terminal. How is that not feasible? How? How, Sway? Come on, Mark. Give it to me. How, Sway? How, Sway? I'm going to give it now. to you how via this is, ABC. This is a no-brainer. Like the Giants were going to move the, – the Giants gave – I mean, the A's gave the rights to, to, Bro, to, to Tampa, move to Tampa. Baby. Come on. And then they build a beautiful, what what was it, Monster Park or Pac Bell Park, whatever. Pac Bell, baby. Yes, and then, we got, and then we got this bullshit leader and mayor, Libby Schaff, over here. I'm sorry. I don't yeah, care if you guys baby. attack me, but it's time to say it here on the Comic Bookies podcast, F you, Libby Schaff, because you want to keep yeah. on sticking your politics to us. You keep on wanna, trying to tell us that you're shovel-ready for the A's to get this wa- beautiful waterfront ballpark at Howard Terminal, but it's all bullshit. The A's say, this is via ABC7 News, they say they're committed to stay in Oakland, but it's just taken so long long to move forward on the project the budget said it could cost 850 million and the a's released their financial plan just three weeks ago the a's are privately financing the ballpark itself said shaft but for this to be successful we all need to make the transportation improvements beyond the ballpark and deliver community benefits this is what oakland wants oakland is basically sticking into the a's and oakland is telling the a's Damn, Libby Schaff is saying, A's, if you want to build a Howard Terminal, you're going to have to build the infrastructure, and it's not just going to be the ballpark that's going to be leaning on your shoulders because your whole damn lower lumbar is going to be hurting because, Mr. Cavill, you're going to be having to be paying for all this extra infrastructure going into this damn Oakland, you know, you know, terminals, bar infrastructure, roads. I mean, Libby Libby Schaff doesn't just want the A's to pay for the She's giving us the Schaff, bro. Yeah, she's giving us the Schaff. She's giving us, she's giving the A's infrastructure deals, especially with Joe Biden, obviously trying to propose and pass these infrastructure deals. Um, it, I mean, it, it's just going south here. And the MLB sees it. The MLB is getting tired and tired of this BS. They, you know, they need I've been A's, going. They need the A's to make money. They're not I, making sufficient money that's right now. That's what it is. I mean, the the, the yeah. owners got money, but the problem is that the team's not making money. Exactly, exactly. Mike. And even the, during even during COVID, they're not making enough money to uh to suffice this. So I don't know. Move. I don't care. 
As long as the A's. I do care, though. That's what I'm saying. This is the last stand that Oakland's got to keep their team. You know, they've won. As long as they've changed it. They've won four four World Series, Michael. Four World Series, Sean. They've been to six. Okay. Yes. But so the Oakland Raiders, you got how many in this town? Two. Two. One in L.A. One in L.A., two here. You got the Warriors with how many in this town? Three. Three. Four. Okay. Okay. So yes. Uh years ago. It may be number four. Years I don't know ago. if that was San Francisco. Yeah, I think they won in seventy five. In seventy four. So seventy five was Oakland still, right? Not uh Frisco. So nonetheless, yeah, this so. team besides the Warriors <laughs> would they so. have given us besides the Warriors would they have given us in two thousand fifteen and whatnot. But this 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 city is striving. I mean, you got the tech coming into here. You got a lot of money pouring into the city. You got the sixth highest GDP in the whole world. You know, California can be its own damn country if they wanted to. And how they don't the care hell? about sports, bro. Oh, they don't care. About sports. They that's don't why San Francisco. Yes. That's why. That's why the 49ers went from San Francisco to Santa Clara because San Francisco didn't want them. They want to build high-rise buildings for offices and apartments that they're going to charge four thousand dollars a month. I and they're going to charge a million dollars for a for okay. a condo. But do you hear about the A's trying to charge four thousand dollars for a you know a lakefront water park you know condo in in Lake Merritt in Oakland? No, it they it, just it, it will be in it will be in Howard Terminal. Guaranteed. Then why can't Guaranteed. they? The, why can't they? Why can't Libby Shaft get this damn ball rolling, bro? She why? doesn't care, bro. She doesn't care. This is a political move for sure. Oh, well, this is a, her little quote I send you guys. This is our time to come no, together. Because she AKA wants to if, get you, she wants to get me, and she wants to get all the damn taxpayers of Alameda County to have to damn pay a damn tax in order to have this part ballpark. You know, not well, I wouldn't say the ballpark was because I do think that in somewhat. I, I mean, I haven't dug too much into it, but I do think that the o- A's ownership and the A's, um, you know, front office probably got, you know, private, um, you know, investments. Go, you know, yeah, exactly. Kind of like what the what the Giants did over there in San Francisco. I think that the A's probably coming from the Bay Area would have that same option as well. I just think just that Libby Schaff, I just think that Libby Schaff is just trying to get all the taxpayers for all the damn infrastructure deals to, to try to make Oakland uh, better. You know, and, and it, I just be think that's her Oakland, bro. Because her of Oakland. all of the other damn A's fans that have come from all over the Bay Area, we don't give a damn about you guys trying to defund the damn police. And now you guys are begging for ten million to get back funded back into the police. F you, Libby Shaft. F you, Oakland. You guys better just keep our goddamn team out here because this is bullshit. Okay. We're the highest GDP of any damn state in this damn country. We could be our own damn country with the sixth highest yeah. GDP in all of the world. So you know what? We got players out here. We got hedge fund managers. We got all types of people. The A's, how many people went into them and freaking, you know, invested into the A, into the Warriors? Before, when I was a fan back then, they were probably barely worth a million or, a, you know, a billion, you know, half a million, right? Half a billion. Now these yeah, guys are 10. worth 4.5, 4.6 billion. Yeah. Why? 
because you get the right investors, you get the right capital, you get the right team, you make the right choices. That's all it is. It's all that it's all baseball is is a business. That's why MLB is trying to force the A's hand, and this is all the business because the MLB is getting sick of it. It's been going on for for 12, 14 years that I've been dealing with it, thinking they were going to come to Fremont. And I'm sick of it, guys. I'm getting fired up here. You know, if you <laughs> guys are fired up, if you guys are Ace fans, if you guys are MLB fans, let us know. This is a shitty-ass Coliseum we've been playing in ever since the goddamn 60s. It's underwater every damn year. You know, the clubhouse, the visiting <laughs> clubhouse has to play in oversized feces toilets, you know, overflowing in their damn clubhouse. It's BS. Let's get Bro, it right, Libby because the, because the city of Oakland, the taxpayers don't want to do another Mount Davis either. They don't want to do what they what they're still paying off from 1995. So it's it's, and, it's and I feel you on that. But this is a whole different sport. This is a smaller stadium. You know yeah. you don't you know you're not dealing with 60,000 seats. You're dealing with nineteen to twenty five thousand. You're dealing with a smaller scope. That. <laughs> huh? Be more than that, just a, a, an average baseball. How many seats does uh, AT&T Park fill? Over well, well over forty thousand. I was gonna say in the forties. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll be around there. It won't. Well, yeah. It will be, it'll be Oakland FedEx Field or whatever. That's like eighty thousand. Yeah. Oakland was keeping it smaller than most baseball baseball parks. If you, yeah. If, yeah. It's not gonna be a sixty-five thousand, sixty-three thousand seats like or what, even a forty thousand. I heard that the. Well, I think to okay. answer your question, Aaron, we probably think they're moving, and not that yeah, we do, want them to. Yeah. Do what the hell did you do, Aaron? It's almost. But it's almost why not? I think at this point, like it sucks because the history. And it's like the LeBron line, uh, Oakland, how many teams have you lost? Not one, not two. I mean, it's going to be probably not three. I mean, and it sucks. I mean, I'm a, like I said, I, I love the Frisco teams, Giants, uh, yeah, Niners. So F you in your does, opinion, Sean, because they're not moving. Take away I'm telling from, you, I'm they ain't moving, baby. I actually believe in Oakland this time. I'm telling you, I think that this is the final straw. MLB sticking it to them. And I'm telling you right now, if I was to bet right now, I would bet most of, you know, not all my savings because this damn Oakland, you can never bet all your savings on them. But I'm telling you, Oakland is actually going to fight for this team, in my opinion. Um, I don't know how hard, but I don't see them leaving. Guys, let us know. Do you see the Oakland A's leaving Oakland? Other than loyalty and I guess the history, it's like, why would you want to stay there when they can go to a city who would, hey, the gates are open. You can, I guarantee you. have a stadium in Vegas already. Vegas. They can probably go freaking build a stadium, agree on a stadium within – oh, God, how quick? Oh, guaranteed, yeah. bro. And and they already have a stadium to play at in the meantime. They can just play where the Vegas – you know, the the Aces or the the, 50, the 51s play. 51s, baby. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but it's, it, and, is, it is a terrible situation. I want to say bad. It's a terrible situation. Yeah, no, I want them to stay in Oakland. I don't want to lose another team. I don't want to lose a, a team, right? As long as the Raiders stay the Raiders, same color scheme, same Raiders team. As long as the A's keep the elephant, keep the history, keep the green and gold, I'll be a fan wherever they move to. So I hope that they, you know, don't become the Las Vegas freaking slot machines, you know. But Cha-ching. Like, like, what can I do? But I can only hope for the best <laughs> and you know <laughs> prepare for the worst. But anyways, um, let's get into what? Oh, the NFL schedule. So Mar, or, I mean, Sean, you mentioned it. So some. Some pretty actually, you know what? This year was filled with like all of the you know cool little videos that teams put together. You know, yeah. Like, like Charles Wilson got me pumped up in that Raider one, bro. I liked it. It, it, it. It's crazy, but um, yeah. I mean, the Raiders have they opened this year 
what at home against Baltimore on Monday night. Yeah. And they go to Dallas on Thanksgiving, I think. So they, they have a pretty tough Pittsburgh schedule. Week two. They got a pretty tough schedule, man. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Miami. They got Cleveland down at the end of the season. And of course they have teams that are not pushovers in the, the LA chargers and the Kansas city chiefs four times, you know, who knows who's starting at quarterback for the bears come like week four or five when they play them. So oh, fields um, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, Sean, what the Niners, man, what are some of the highlights from their schedule? Uh, we got five primetime games, so I mean, it's been five, good. not one, yes. not two, <laughs> two. We got five. We actually had like four or oh, five. Oh. In the past Wait, not four. Not four. Not four. Not four. Here was a crazy stat, which actually was pretty uh, like okay. I mean, God, hopefully it works. The last two times in the 49er history that they have opened up the season against Detroit, they have won the Super Bowl. And sure enough, they're opening up in Detroit this year. So. <laughs> I see him back. Against, I got your boy a little happy. <laughs> against Jared Goff. Hey, Jared Goff, bro. Hey, hey, I can see that being – sorry, Gratz. I can see that being a win. I won't say easy win because, you know, teams are going to be teams. But, I mean, you know, typical schedule, Seattle, Rams, uh, Arizona. We've got Indianapolis, a tough team. Green Bay, a tough team. We're in Philly. So, I mean, in Philly, I always say it's a you know, pretty tough matchup. Atlanta, Houston, Minnesota. So, Hey, stay healthy. I think that goes for the Niners and Raiders. Because again, I mean, the Raiders last year, I wrote them a lot of games last year, and they were very impressive. While they, of course, had a couple of those letdowns and those winnable spots. But I did see the Raiders' schedule. It is pretty hard, but it's a tough one. They stay healthy, and, you know, I think maybe, you know, despite not making the playoffs, like hopefully, you know, we want them to be at this point. They definitely have been improved. And when you kind of look at the okay. big picture with Gruden, they have improved. So we're getting a few um, questions and comments. And, you know, uh, we need to do for both yeah, of our man, teams, the Raiders and the 49ers, let's go through the schedule and quickly, quickly, let's go and predict an early, early prediction of the record. Okay. You want to go so, your team first or mine? I got mine in front. I, I have the Raiders schedule up here. Sean, you have the, your Niners schedule up right now? Yeah. Okay, let's go 49ers first. Okay, go game by game, and then uh, Sean, Mark, and myself will just throw out wins, uh, like win or loss, and the majority rules on that one. Okay, uh, Niners at Detroit. That's a win. Win. Niners at Philly. Uh, that's Jalen a win. Hurts. Okay. That's a win. Uh, Niners at home, primetime versus Green Bay. If Aaron Rodgers plays, it's a loss. I'm going with game two. I'm going with Philly. Actually, me and Mike are one and one on this one. Okay. So and then what Green was the third game? Niners at home versus Green Bay. Niners at home. I, uh, I'm going to go with Niners. Niners at home versus Seattle. Uh, well, Sean, yeah. you got to give a vote, too, because we got to have a majority tiebreaker. Uh, I go Niners. Oh, man. Okay, so just in the first four games, Niners I'm are 3-1. Gonna... Let's just say that. Niners are 3-1 first four games. No. 2-2. Two and two. I say 2-2 two okay. two as well. Sorry. Okay. Uh, well, but, but I am going to give you a, I'm going to give you a season split against Seattle. So when it comes back around to Seattle, I'm going to give you a yep. win. Uh, Niners at Arizona. Arizona. Ooh. Arizona, just because they, they they always play tough against them. Niners at uh, let's go uh, Arizona that game. Niners at home versus Indianapolis prime uh, time. I then I pick the Niners to win this game. I think that'll be a split right there. Niners for sure. Jesus is so hard. Niners at Niners at Chicago. Niners. Niners wins. Uh, Niners at home versus Arizona. I pick Niners. We split versus Arizona, in my okay. opinion. Okay, got it, got it. 
Niners at home versus LA. I think this is them surprisingly. So I'll give the Niners the win here. I have Niners, I, I have the Niners five and three so far. Niners at Jacksonville. Niners. Niners. Niners at home versus Minnesota. Niners. Uh, yeah, that'll be a tough one, but I, th- I, I would say mm-hmm. Niners. Kirk Cousins, I just don't have faith in. Uh, here's the second game, Niners-Seattle. So you hit the Niners this game? Okay, yeah, got it. Niners at Cincinnati. Can this be a little okay? Is Are they a trap game? Like they trap played really game? tough against Seattle, and then they got the, their ass, you know, they played up for... Uh, yeah, oh, that's no. a primetime game for Seattle, too. Yeah, we're coming out. up with some good lines here pretty soon, guy. We're coming up who, with some future... Now, who does, who do the Niners play after Cincinnati? I'm going to ask you that. At home versus Atlanta at the Niners. Okay, so I'm going to give the Niners Cincinnati and Atlanta. Go ahead. Okay, and then I know you're going to pick the Niners to lose this. We play Thursday night, the week of the Atlanta game, at Tennessee, Derrick Henry. So you're going to pick Oh, the yeah, probably. Game. Yeah, that, that's actually game. good analysis, though, being at Thursday, yeah. That's a trap game. Then the Niners come back after a long week versus the Deshaun-less. Houston Texans, I picked the Niners. We end on the road in L.A. Do, do you want to split this one, or do you want to say a season you know sweep? You what? The Niners are going to sweep them. Oh, my fallen. We okay. swept them the past few seasons. Where we that's, the, that's the whole schedule for the Niners? I got yep. 13, I got 13 and 4. I, I like that. 13 and 4, 12 and 5 is a good number. That gets you to the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so Raiders, here we go. Uh, at home against uh, there it is Raider Baltimore. fans. Let us know. Okay, uh, who is the next game against? At home against the Dolphins. We have th- uh, oh no no I'm, I'm sorry it's it's left to right in Pittsburgh um, that Sunday. So you have a That's Monday Raiders night and then six Pittsburgh Raiders week one. I'm going Raiders that. actually win opening week. Yes, okay. Raiders will win opening week. Dude, yeah, that's that's gonna be freaking, as the young kids say, lit because you have the first game where they're actually gonna be freaking fans there, and, 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 and it's there's to be full also capacity. and there's also a new quote unquote nightclub that will be opening I in know, the end that. zone, the first nightclub at a NFL stadium. Uh, where else would it be? Vegas, baby. Okay, so not on the road finally, but the Raiders are at home against the Dolphins. What do you say? Oh, man, you know what? If Tua's starting, I said it. Raiders, it okay. is finally time. Okay. Yeah, Raiders um, will be. Raiders, Raiders are winning in Vegas, bro. So at at LA, Chargers. Uh, I'm gonna go with Chargers. I'm gonna say that they split. So e- next time, yeah, come when they come back around, around okay, split. Yep, yep. Uh, at home against the Bears, I'll go Raiders. Raiders. In Denver, depending on who's quarterback. If Aaron Rodgers is quarterback, obviously I'm going to take the Broncos. But if it if not, they just you can't. Like Bridgewater. <clears throat> Bridgewater throwing to the two new receivers that they got, Judy and uh, what's his name? Uh, they still have Cortland Sutton when he's healthy. The you dude know what? Penn just, State can't Cam. Um, oh yeah. What's his name? Dan. I'm going to go Raiders again. No. I'll, I'll go. I'll go Raiders in this game. Yes. Damn. Raiders at home against Philadelphia. Damn. Ah uh, man, uh, I, I just because uh, it's the Denver Philly, they gotta have a let game, a letdown in one of those. So I picked the Philly loss. Okay, Raiders at New York Giants. I I say that the Raiders might win at home against Philly, but then lose to freaking the Giants. You know? Yes, like, this, like, like, this like, will actually be the split. So this will be the split. You know, yeah. they I give them Philly, but they lose Giants. Yes. I don't think the Raiders are good enough to split again against the Chiefs. So I'm gonna give the first game a loss. 
Uh, Raiders at home against Cincinnati. Give them a win. Give them a win. Thanksgiving, Raiders at Cowboys. You know what? I pick a loss. I'll be honest. I, okay. I, I unfortunately pick a loss. Raiders at home against the Washington football team. If they can score points on the defense, you know. That's what scares me because, you know what? I pick a loss. Okay. Raiders at Chiefs. Um, that's a loss. It's a loss. No, I'll, take, I'll, take, I'll take. I'll take. I'll take. You know what the though? That makes that makes that Washington game. That's the, that might be their game of the season. That's going to make it so important so you don't lose three in a row right there. Yeah. That, yeah. True. That's going to be huge. Yeah. Very true. Uh, let's go with uh, the next one is in Cleveland. Last time they played in Cleveland with a similar team, they won. So. Oh, that's a tough I, one. That's a that's know. one. Of, you know what? That's one of those games where it's like Cleveland's gonna be, you know, a not a big favorite. They're gonna be showing up, man. <sighs> you know what? Let's throw a wild card win in there. Let's just throw one in. Yeah, there. yeah. If and except, yeah, we'll, we'll give at you guys home a against here. at home against Denver on win. day after Christmas. Uh, Raiders in Indianapolis. That is gonna be hard. It's with Carson Wentz, which oh, man. Yeah, I love Indy. I just don't know about Carson Wentz there. Especially if the Raiders one. are kind of, you know, not looking good in the playoff picture. That's a loss. And then the Raiders at home against the Chargers. Um, all, all, I, that that was the win because I said a split. Yep. So I have I have ten and seven for the Raiders. Ten and Early seven, finish. and that's a productive season. I mean, the wild card. They added the extra spot, correct? And, and uh, I think so. So, so Aaron. So spot. so that was going back to the schedule. I go back to our our, our chat and and. Aaron said that Raiders are going to go 11 and six. We were one off. So we're one off. Aaron probably That's had a pretty a good prediction, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, about 10 and six. I think 11 and uh, 11 and six is definitely, I think, a little overachieving, which is good actually. I mean, that's where you actually want them at. Like, okay, they're taking the strides to have. A I always deep. go. I look at a couple of different websites, and right before the season starts, I go with the what prediction is like the best record. Like, if the best record is going to be 12 and five, I decrease it by about two or three games. What the what they're really going to be. That's what that's my rule of thumb. Uh, but Joe asks, how do you feel about Carr? He's fine. There's no reason why I would ever take Aaron Rodgers or or Russell Wilson. That's not the problem. The problem is the other 11 guys. You can't stop the other team from freaking scoring. If you see car statistics, if you see car statistics and I'm paying that guy under 30 million dollars, it's facts. He is not the problem. The running yeah. back's not the problem. You need to just get that offensive line solidified. You obviously have a new defensive coordinator, so this is where we can now actually judge if the defense is as bad as maybe it, you know, we think it is. I mean, we got a damn good defensive coordinator now in, uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders. So I think you said this, we. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Of the comic bookies representing them, I think it's gonna be a good situation for them to actually. Okay, let's not freaking. What was who's you guys? You guys like Gunther last year? Oh God. Yeah. Exa- freaking... Exactly. But exactly. Hold. So I think you guys are definitely going to be in a way better defensive situation. And I'm telling you, bro, that's going to win the Raiders a lot of football games if they're uh, Gus Bradley, correct? Mm-hmm. So, hey, historically, I mean, yeah. I, 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 so. for, Raider, for Raider Nation fans out there that might be listening in, I know we kind of try to be down a couple times here on check down, check down Charlie. But <laughs> I think that. <laughs> Nonetheless, I think that Derek Carr, you know, oh. obviously coming out of Fresno State, we had high hopes for him coming out of that second round. And what was that, Mike? I know you called it that 31 or that 32nd pick 
or yep, was it 2016? 20, hey, baby, I remember. No, I remember Mike told me that he wanted him, and here we are, you guys. I mean, we're sitting here with him now playing for the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, started his career obviously in Oakland, but nonetheless, here he is, you know, six years later playing for LV Raiders, you know. 170 touchdowns. His yards are at 26,000, almost 29,000 yards. Touchdown percentage is pretty good at about, you know, 5%. You know, his interceptions, 71 interceptions, kind of high. But, you know, I think that, you know, we can't sit here and kind of judge Carr and whatnot because there's so many teams out there. We see, we talk about it. We talk about it in pre-production. How many of these damn teams like John Elway has been trying to, you know, draft the perfect quarterback? The Jets, they're in and out of it every damn year. You just can't seem to find that guy. And the Raiders, you know, they were lucky enough to get this draft pick in the second round, although early in the second round, but yet he's been a winner for them, guys. As much as we want to, you know, talk down on him, but, you know, I, I would I would rank him right now. Obviously, he's top 10, you know, maybe seven or eight quarterback in the league that I would take on my team. So seven we, or eight. Yeah, I mean, I yes. don't know about no seven or eight. I'll give, but I'll give him like 12 top tw- top 12. Yes, it's a good number 12. I mean, but where would Garrett Carr be if he didn't break his leg in that, you know, that fateful, season, that fateful Christmas Eve day at home against so who's the better? He didn't break who's his better? leg. Let me pull up. Just, I mean, obviously, I got to see the names ahead of me, so I don't want to line Garoppolo? No. Exactly. Uh, a healthy Garoppolo, I would take. A healthy Garoppolo. Kyler Murray? Right? In the end, right now, you, no, he I has to prove it. So, yes. I wouldn't right say now that a healthy Garoppolo is that much better than a healthy car. Get that, miss me oh, with that yes, bro. Oh, no. That's a split, I'm probably. Sorry. Okay, a so, Kyler right, Murray, uh, a healthy Kyler car. Murray, a healthy car. You got to think about the system that they're running. You got to think about how long they've been with the team, how long they've been. There's so much factors that go into this, man. And yes, uh, you you said, you're going to tell me, Kyler Murray? No, I'd rather have Derek Carr. Okay, who else? I Russell would Wilson? Kyle, I would, right now, I'd take Kyler Murray. Right now, 100%. 100%. 100%. Right going, now, yeah. I would take like hopefully, going forward to that you proves say, you right in the two games that you play him against in the NFC West. 100%. I mean, the game was the last time 100%. they made the playoffs, there's no doubt. But, I mean, at the same time, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm lucky to be a Niner fan, so I'm not going to get into that, but... Right now, yes, I would take Kyler Murray. If anybody told me they would take Derek Carr over Kyler Murray, right now, I mean, no. I everyone has the case. Is for one, I mean, is I would, for one season or for the future? If it's for the future, like I, I think it's more of a toss-up for one season. If you want to go future, oh, Kyler Murray in a heartbeat. I mean, screw I, him for not taking the A's and going to the NFL, but uh, but I would take Kyler Murray for the next five to seven years over Derek Carr for sure. I think I have – I think Carr's in the uh, – you forget like the first eight quarterbacks. So let's get into like this part of this. So Kyler, we just talked about him. Who would you rather have, Carr or Stafford? Stafford. Skill wise, I think Stafford's a way better quarterback. No, I wouldn't right. say way, way, away, way better quarterback. Come on. Now, n- yes. now going forward for the next seven years, I'll take Derek Carr at that point. I take Derek Carr for it's for the for next the seven years. One hundred percent. Just right now, I would you go uh, Carr or Herbert? Forget the long term, just how good Herbert was last year. Who would you take? I'd still take Carr over Herbert right now. But for yeah. the future, Herbert's going to be a star. Carr or Tannehill? 
that running that running game bails him out, man. He's not that good. Carr or Mayfield? Carr. Carr Carr over Mayfield. Who? Carr or Matt Ryan? Carr. Okay. So you're in the top 10 to top 12 range, realistically. I'm in my top 12. I have my Aaron Rodgers. I have my Tom Brady's. Tom Brady, he's not better than him. Aaron Rodgers is not better than him. Mahomes. Um, Mahomes is not better than him. Josh Allen, he's not better than him. Russell Wilson, he's not better than him. Uh, Healthy, non-sexual, Deshaun Watson. He's not better than Deshaun Watson either. But there's the intangible. All right, here we go. Card Dak Prescott. Car. Car. Funny and I'll come and I'll come out on a limb and say that this is gonna be a great year for Car. I'm it telling you. Be. I'm it telling you right now. I I I I've been in the desert before. I know how things work out there before the water comes running down. And I'm telling you, man, Car with that nightclub being pumped out there, <laughs> with the fans finally being in their home stadium after it's all the shenanigans. Dope, stadium fans, maybe. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you right now, with the odds of um, uh, let me pull up these NFL odds, but I'm telling you right now. I mean, uh, let's see. I uh, think, who else? I think that the Raiders are primed this year to not just make you know, uh, uh, uh you know, uh, winning NFC or uh, sorry, AFC West championship winning push. I think that the Raiders are primed to really make a pretty good push going into the playoffs. And mark my words on this. I'm telling you, if they can survive the injury bug, if they can find a little bit of help on that defense, I think that just what they got going for them, what the league is kind of, you know, wants to bring the whole, you know, stigma to, 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 to Las Vegas with the draft, obviously returning back there next year and everything. I just think that, the Raiders are in a prime position to shine. I'm not saying that it's 100% they're going to, but I'm really, really optimistic on them, not just because I'm a fan. I just think that they've been striving for so long. They've been trying for so hard. They've been they've been getting the situations bent. right. You are they, right. The situation's I mean, 100%. I mean, ever since Jack Del Rio, bro. I mean, they've been they've been grinding. They've been trying. They've been you know. Going through so many coordinators, through so many coaches, through this and through the BS, I feel like they finally went to Vegas. Now, they get to Vegas, they can't do what they want to finally do because of the pandemic. I feel the pandemic is starting, slowly starting to, like, fall off, right? So I think that the Raiders, um, I think that they're primed to make a push uh, in the AFC West and uh, in these playoffs, man. Is this Hopefully. it for Carr, though, Hopefully. if he doesn't, for both of you guys? Is this if it Carr, for Carr? Car- well, it sure, as hell is, it sure as hell is not it for Gruden. Gruden's in for the long haul. You want to say Gruden's ever been on a hot seat? Never. There's a reason why they gave him they gave him the keys to the castle. Ten years, $100 million, he will never be on a hot seat. Never. After the 10-year contract's up, then they'll consider like, oh, you know what? Should we move on? But he is here for a decade of destruction. And that's a, either a good destruction or a, ba- or, or a bad destruction. We don't know. But so far, it hasn't been that good. Okay, and so I don't who's see... Gonna be, who's going to beat us in the West? Who's get, We're going to finish third place this year in the West. No, we're not. It's going to be you guys are the Chargers no. second place. And I think we need I mean, to pick up... Like, I think we need to pick up someone like Richard Sherman... You know, like like veteran. 
uh, like a veteran presence who can show these young DBs what's up. I think uh, who's the defensive lineman? Isn't it uh, Ingram? Isn't Melvin he a, Ingram from uh, the LA Chargers? That would be so another it, huge one. It, if we pick him up, I have more confidence in this uh, 11 and 6, uh, you know, 10 and 7, you know, and then with the expanded playoffs, who knows? I'm I'm optimistic for a not a mediocre seat, but a just above average season that would squeak you into the playoffs. But a I don't wild know. card. Yep. I mean, it's early, but that's why we love football. There's something every single week that would you know get us to talk about something, whether it's free agency, this Aaron Rodgers drama, that the draft. Now the schedule release, dude, they know what they're doing. They're so smart at the NFL. It's a reason why it's the number one rated sport. You know, like I was, you know, come on, dude. Like what would the three top sports that you would want to watch for the rest of your life? For me, NFL, college football, and then maybe baseball or something. But but someone called in the radio the other day was like, oh, take the NFL, college football, and then the NFL draft. That's like the three (laughs) best things about sports right now. Like, you know what? That's actually pretty true when you talk about like actual physical F you, F all you guys. I'm going with my beloved goddamn football whether it's pro in college, whether it's football, the footies, give me some San Jose uh, earthquakes tonight and some Liverpool Reds on the weekend. Hey, guys, uh, and at the end of the day, I got to go with my NASCAR, man, because uh, there's nothing like NASCAR, man. There's nothing like uh, it brings the family together. There's nothing that brings the joy of going to a race and the experience of that damn day. That I can explain to you guys if you guys haven't checked out a NASCAR race, make it to your local track and make sure you do so ASAP, man. Well, that was that was super, super fun, guys. Uh, But speaking of the pavement, let's end the sports on a high note like this. So the Darlington, the throwback week, uh, you know, our boy Michael Maroots was right. It it didn't feel the same way. It wasn't the Southern 500 as it it usually is. you know, it's usually raced on Labor Day weekend, and it was just raced in a random week. I think it's definitely due to COVID, but the crowd was packed. Amazing. We thought Kyle Larson had it at the end with like 20 more laps to go. You know, he got within like 0.13 seconds of Truex, but he uh, he pulled away. He won by two and a half seconds, and we may see the exact same top two for Dover this week because I see, according to stats, I see some really nice stats for these JGR and then Kyle Larson. Um, Mark, I really like your analysis from last week, like uh, William Byron. And sure enough, you know, let's see what he does this week. But 11 out of 12 races that Kyle Larson has raced at Dover, he's finished in the top 12. He has a top 12 finish in 11 out of 12 career races, and that's at Chip Ganassi. So when you want to put Hendrick Motorsports under your hood now, and the, and the last time that he raced at Dover, remember he didn't race Dover last year because of the end bomb. Um, he won that race in 2019. That was the fall race in Dover, and he won that race. It was a playoff race to, to catapult him into, I believe, the top, uh, the final eight. So what do you guys think about uh, Dover? I keep wanting to say. I, I mean, I think that the that the odds makers got it right, you know, right on with the Martin Truex, your guy. About a three to one favorite. You got Kyle Larson sitting here at about a four and a half, five to one favorite. Denny Hamlin, who was still winless on the year, who would have thunkin' that uh that he would have been the only JGR car yet still winless on this season. But yet Kevin Harvick is getting some love guys here, about six and a half, seven to one. Kyle Bush with his one win, seven and a half to one, although I think he's gonna cool off a little bit. Chase Elliott, Sean, your guy, nine to one. You got Kozlowski, ten to one. My guy, Logano, twelve to one. 
Bill Byron, 14 to 1. Blaney, 20 to 1. Bowman, 22 to 1. And my guy, Bell, 30 to 1. Do you guys see any value in these top, you know, lower mid tier to, you know, high tier um, drivers? I think that at Dover, hey, I'm not going to lie to you, Mike. I think that how he's been performing, how Hendrick Motorsports have been giving him the cars lately, I think that I'm, I wouldn't say it's destined because anything happens in these races, speeding penalties, all types of crap. But I would say that Kyle Larson um, with Martin Truex getting his third win of the season, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken. So Jesus, dude, you know, we thought it was going to be I knew this was going to start coming. And, um, you know, I think Kyle Larson, he had a chance to be in that time of top group with a two second win of the season at Atlanta. Obviously, Blaney took that from him. But um, I think this is kind of a Larson's race. I really, really do. If he can bring some of those notes over from Chip Ganassi and build on his, um, you know, his uh, it sucks that they can't practice. It sucks that they can't qualify yet. They can load all their, you know, stuff into the computer and try to, you know, get the car as close to specs as, you know, Larson would like it. But um, hey, Mark, do you have a list of tracks? Because didn't we see at the beginning of the season there were like seven or eight tracks that they will have practice qualifying and the, you know before the race? And yes. so far we've only seen one, right? And I know that Charlotte's one of them. Oh, okay. I think that Circuit of the Americas is one of them. Probably um, another one of the road courses. But yeah, I know I'm waiting for it also. It seems like it's been taking forever, and oh, then no. by the time we know it, it's going to be time to go racing up here in Northern California, Napa yes, Valley, Alabama. which I wish that um, Comic Bookie's uh, host would have been been able to go live from there, but I don't know if it's going to happen because uh, these guys got other plans, bigger plans to be with me <sighs> at Boring Old Sonoma, but nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless, guys, uh, yeah, I think that. Going into this weekend, I think that it's obviously, you know, Jimmy Johnson was a master at this track with 11 wins all time up there with, you know, it's just it's crazy to think that you can get 11 wins on one track through your career. But Truex, Larson, Hamlin, I think that this track is really, really configured for the, you know, the guys that, you know. This track is so damn hard, in my opinion. <laughs> they call they don't call it the Monster Mile for nothing, guys. This track is so damn hard. It really fits into the experienced driver's hands. And I think that guys that are hot and guys that are experienced and guys that aren't afraid to, you know, hang it out there and uh, get loose on on that high end, I think they're gonna ones that are gonna be prevail. And Mike, you're right. Kyle Larson, you sent to me earlier in the week. I think that Kyle Larson is going to be a force to be reckoned with if he doesn't get into no shenanigans, guys. So I'll be yeah. looking for him. Um, and, you because know, true. Because it's, it's just, going to be if it's going. I'm sorry. If it's going to be the same race as 2019, it, it was kind of a boring race. He absolutely and utterly dominated that race. So it, it'll be interesting to see if it's going to be a close call, like with, you know, with True or or someone else. Or it's going to be the same thing as 19. I th- unfortunately, I think it's going to be the same, the same malarkey. I think it's going to be. Matter who it's going to be. Yeah, it's just a matter of who isn't going to mess up. But I think it's going to be a lot of 
everybody's running perfect. No one's going to blow a tire. Everyone's just going to be running and just, I think that it's going to be another four to five second lead from first to second to third. And I hate to see that, but I think this is what this track is going to produce with this package. But uh, don't take my word for it because this is reading rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you look at the sample size for like those, that specific racer, Kyle Larson, and even my racer chase, you know, Kyle only has 12 and uh, chase has 10 races there. But they each have a win. Half of the races that Kyle has been there, he has six top fives. Chase Elliott has seven out of ten top fives. So, I mean, yes, he's definitely not the hot racer, but he's definitely someone I think that has to be included in the favorites. Because, I mean. Yes, but you're going to slowly, slowly realize, Mr. Powers and Mr. Biella, that this sport is completely different than the stick and ball sports that you realize. This thing is everlasting changing. You have different rule packages i mean you talk about oh well this guy well Derek carr he can't become a successful because how many goddamn oc coaches has he had right it's the same damn thing with nascar how many rule changes they have every year every true, damn year true. they're doing this every damn year they're cutting the spoiler every damn year they're putting an extra plate to cut the downforce down every damn jesus lord i mean they can't come accustomed to anything and this is just what i think that we need you know, some stability in the sport. Although I love what NASCAR does week in and week out to try to make the product on the track better, to try to entice us fans that have been fans for a couple of years and also try to, you know, try to lure newer fans into the sport. But at the end of the day, we got to have some type of consistency in the sport to try to keep the ones that, you know, you can't just have this damn thing changing every year. I mean, every single year I'm getting used to new teams. Not only are you getting used to new crew chiefs who, whatever, you know, the malarkey of the, you know, the silly season of the, of the drivers going from here and there. And then you got to deal with all the rules packages. Is it going to be a 50, 550 horsepower is going to be a 750 horsepower track. It's just, I mean, for a new person coming into the sport, NASCAR, listen to the comic bookies right now, man. It's hard. It's hard if you're a new fan to try to come accustomed to all these new rule packages every single year. Mike, Sean, I mean, I give you guys props because you guys are newer fans within the last four to five years. But you guys stick with it and you guys try to learn it. And, you know, I mean, you guys prevail at it. But, I mean, it would be kind of tired some to me trying to be a new fan coming into this sport when every year there's new rule changes i mean i don't that doesn't sit right with me you gotta you gotta do something different yeah true but um hopefully uh it's a good race you know hope whatever rule packages uh i hope it benefits kyle larson that's for damn sure (laughs) right I so, think um, anything's benefit Kyle Larson right now. I think he's racing with a chip on his shoulder with a great right now, organization. I mean, yeah, exactly. The, the guy is just uh, – he's primed right now. He's primed to at least make it to the final eight, in my opinion. So uh, we'll see where it goes, man. That's for damn sure. So with that, that is all for us. That's all for episode 112. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in, whether you are live or whether you are listening it on your earbuds, whether it's iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Prime Music, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, pretty much every single place you can get a podcast, we are there. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, guys, take us away. Episode 112 is done
episode 112 man the comic book has had a great time with you guys uh, adding to what mike said for those who are able to listen to us live and those that will listen to us thank you so much guys we appreciate it you guys give us you know the purpose week in and week out to collide the world of sports and comics to my brothers another fun episode definitely happy you're back mike and the kids are healthy also happy mother's day alluding to what mike said also earlier we are you know a little bit late to saying that, but again, happy Mother's Day. Congratulations to all the beautiful babies being born, to Mike's cousin, to Mike's sister-in-law, and to the comic bookies, man. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. Uh, things are opening up, so everyone just keep being safe. Keep you know practicing your safe uh, washing hands, you know all that good wearing masks stuff, vaccination if that's what you guys choose to do, and let's just you know collectively keep being better as society. Have these sports stadiums opening up putting some asses in some seats and all along you guys just keep checking out the comic bookies podcast yes 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 you guys gotta keep checking out the comic bookies podcast and you guys gotta keep leaving us reviews you guys gotta keep leaving us those five stars on apple Podcasts, and you guys gotta keep interacting with us like we always say, this is for you guys, the fans. We do it for you guys. But if you guys don't chime in with us, I mean, we're going to keep talking about our teams and we're going to keep talking about, you know, what, what we're into. So at the end of the day, we know we got fans in seven different continents. We got footy fans all over the world. We got fans that, you know, most of them are probably listening on podcasts, which is hard to, you know, come in live with different hours all over the globe. But if you guys can, always join us. Always try to join us live. Always try to chime in and, you know, get us live so we can answer questions about your favorite team. We know all soccer. We know all types of football. We know all types of baseball. We know, you know, we know everything. We're trying to, you know, we're trying to stump the world and all the continents here. But nonetheless, guys, thank you. Thank you once again for joining in. With the Comic Bookies podcast, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics, and we are here for you guys, the fans. You know, we try to bring it to you guys once a week, weekly, and that we can just provide what you guys, what you guys want, and provide what you guys the, you know, the best content. But we also need your guys's feedback. We we you know we we want to interact with you guys. Let us know and who your favorite teams, who your favorite drivers, and just uh yeah. That's what we want to do and uh, get back with us. Let us know on all our social content, media, Mike, tell them what it is. Thank you guys for interacting with us on 112. This is uh, what we do. And uh, thank you. You guys pretty much covered it. Ask Comic Bookies on all the social media. Just search us, you know, Comic Bookies on Twitch and YouTube. Please subscribe and follow so you get notifications every single week when we go live. But uh, for Mark and Sean, this is Mike. It's great to be back. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Peace out. Enjoy the hot, hot weekend. See you all next week. Peace. Peace, Brasis, hermanos. And always enjoy each other. Tune in for 113 next week. Let's do it. Yeah.